Joe, you had a dream last night, didn't you? Weird one? I think you did. Yeah, it was pretty strange. What happened? So I dreamt that my neighbor's cat came over and, like, popped off a hairball all over our kitchen floor. It was, like, the size of another cat. So I, I picked that up and threw it away, and then I ended up having sex with uh, Anne Hathaway. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. I gotta be honest, I didn't understand that lead-in at all. I'm not sure I really want to when I think about it. Um, That's disturbing. That's a really disturbing thing. I mean, Anne Hathaway's a bad person by all accounts. Like, a really bad person. But hey, you know. Ever floats Adam's boat, I guess. Rob Rossi in for Adam Crowley. Follow me on the Twitter machine at Real Rob Rossi. Call us at 412-922-2874. That's the number that gets you the action here at ESPN Pittsburgh. So we just went through our top five hockey players of all time. We're going to be talking to Joe Rudder a little bit later this hour about the Pittsburgh Steelers in free agency. And I I wonder if Steeler fans out there are getting a little worried about some of the moves they see happening around this league. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, to me, were a team last year that missed a great opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And that might not seem like such a devastating loss around here because, look, the Steelers have won six championships so you do get those situations where it's like all right um we can maybe feel better when one slips away right but the reality is is you don't have an opportunity all that often in the life of your franchise to win a championship and the Steelers let one slip away last year and After winning a Super Bowl two times in his first, what, five seasons, Ben Roethlisberger is now going into his, what, 15th or 16th season, and he hasn't won one in about a decade. So I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying you don't get franchise quarterbacks a lot. People think that, you know, the Steelers are blessed, but, you know, they've had two quarterbacks win these six Super Bowls, and it's more likely than not that they're not going to follow the Roethlisberger era with the next Roethlisberger because how many guys did they go through after Terry Bradshaw to get the next Bradshaw? And the Steelers last year, I think, had the most talented team. They even kind of got over that hump of losing games they weren't supposed to lose. But they had two teams that had their number. One was the Patriots. Excuse me. One was the Jaguars and two was the Patriots. I mean, they lost four games and two teams gave them three of the losses. So I guess the question is, have the Steelers done anything to improve? 
No. Did they need to do a lot? Maybe not. But they do need to get better at inside linebacker because, let's face it, an injury screwed up their best laid plans there. Ryan Chazier was supposed to be their best defensive player. Now he can't play. It's a tragic situation, but it's a reality. And you saw the gaping hole that Chazier's absence left, and they haven't replaced that. And if they have to use that hole to be filled by a first-round pick, you're asking an awful lot of a rookie to come in and play that position. And whatever you thought of Mike Mitchell, he's not around. So they do need another safety. Let's face it. We didn't think a whole lot of their backfield to begin with. And look, I actually see some upside for the Steelers past defense-wise. I think Joe Hayden showed what a legitimate NFL cornerback can do. But even with improved cornerback play, I think you need a playmaker on that defense that isn't on the defensive line. And I don't see where that's at. Maybe J.J. Watt, but again, still talking front seven. They don't have that playmaker in the secondary. Now, you look at the teams that are in competition with the Steelers, I never look at the other conference. Because, let's face it, you can't win a Super Bowl without getting there. So unless the Steelers can get there, I'm not really concerned with who's waiting them. A year ago this time, nobody would have thought the Philadelphia Eagles would be awaiting the New England Patriots. Nobody would have thought that the Minnesota Vikings would be in a conference title game and that the Vikings would potentially be the favorites now because they got Kirk Cousins. So you have no idea who's going to be opposite you if you get to the Super Bowl. Getting to the Super Bowl is the challenge. And and let's just be completely upfront about this, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers probably aren't the third best team in the AFC right now. You can argue that they were last year. But I don't know that you can argue that they are the third best team anymore. Are they the best team in their division? I think so. But will the Raiders be better under John Gruden? Probably. Will the Kansas City Chiefs be any better? Well, they don't have Alex Smith to pick on anymore, and they've made a lot of changes, so I don't think so. But... Denver Broncos still got a pretty good defense, and they might have an actual quarterback now. If the Cleveland Browns are good enough to win one game against the Steelers, that takes away one win the Steelers had. If the Baltimore Ravens are good enough to win one game against the Steelers, suddenly they're 4-2 and two in the division. And I think the Bengals will be a little bit better, although Vontaze Burfitt's not going to be around for four games. By the way, that might help the Bengals. And if you think about the Steelers last year, yeah, they had some significant injuries, but for the most part, 
they were pretty lucky in the injury area with their biggest best stars, right? I'm just saying, I think the Steelers are closer to the rest of the pack in terms of playoff contenders in the AFC than they are the top of it now. And since they can't beat New England or Jacksonville anyway, do you have a lot of reason to feel optimistic about this team? If the standard is the standard and they're supposed to win the Super Bowl. I mentioned yesterday on the show that I thought it was probably a mistake to continue to pay Le'Veon Bell $14 million a year because I think you can upgrade elsewhere with that money and maybe figure out another plan for the running back situation. But maybe you want to take one more year with this core and try to win it. I just wonder if you missed your chance. Now look, the Steelers have had a pretty good history over the last 20 years when they've missed the chance of actually rebounding to get to the Super Bowl. 1994 team was the best team in the AFC by a big margin, blew it against San Diego, and then the next year went to the Super Bowl against Dallas and dang near won the thing against a dynastic Cowboys team. 2004 Steelers were 15-1, and best team in football. Knocked off two undefeated teams in successive weeks in, in October and November. They lost in the AFC Championship game to the Patriots. Next year, went to the Super Bowl and won it. And a couple of years later, after losing an inexplicable game in Mike Tomlin's first season at home to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Steelers put together one of the great defensive seasons in NFL history, which is saying something because probably no team in the NFL history that has as many great defensive seasons as the Steelers. And they won the Super Bowl again. That was a 2008 season. It's a 2018 season. Things are different. League looks a lot different. You don't win like that defensively anymore. Antonio Holmes and Heinz Ward ain't around. And if the Steelers did blow a chance last season, and even if they stick with that history, that makes this season a big season, right? Because let's just say that if you're a member of the Steeler Nation... Let's just say that you're looking at this like no team has gone to back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls since the Buffalo Bills in the early 90s. So the percentages suggest that the New England Patriots won't get to the Super Bowl this year. Then that still leaves you the Jacksonville Jaguars. And let's just say if you're the Steelers, you think, you know what, we'll take our chances against that team because we just don't believe Blake Bortles can do it again. And the toughest thing to do is to go from nothing to something and then stay at something, which is what Jacksonville has to do. Still puts a lot of pressure on you to get to the Super Bowl this year.
And I don't know if you can do it with that defense. And I don't know how you make that defense a whole lot better while committing $14 million a year against a salary cap to Lev Bell. And I'm saying that I don't know if Lev Bell at $14 million against the cap is worth it to the Steelers, even if he leads the league in rushing and finishes with 2,300 yards from scrimmage. If he's a 1,500-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver and scores 22 touchdowns combined receiving and rushing, I don't know that at $14 million, that's worth it because, let's face it, the regular season doesn't interest anybody in this town. I'm not saying it should be taken for granted that the Steelers are going to the playoffs, but they've been there now four years in a row. And I really think when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's about can they get to the Super Bowl. And nothing that Lev Bell does or Antonio Brown does or Ben Roethlisberger does in the regular season is going to make that defense better in the Super Bowl. And I'm not too sure that playing at home at Heinz Field is going to matter because let's face it, that defense was home last year on a really cold day against a team from Florida, and they didn't make one stop. Not one. Not one. None. Zero. The Steelers' defense was so bad in the second round of the AFC playoffs in 2018 that it somehow had a worse performance than a pit basketball team that scored seven points and a half. Think about that. The seven-point half of Pitt basketball this year isn't the worst performance by a Pittsburgh team in 2018. It's actually the Steelers' defense against Jacksonville. So, how comfortable are you right now looking at that Steelers' defense, having any confidence that they are going to be significantly better next season. And what would better look like? Because they rushed the passer pretty good. And they created some turnovers. And statistically, they weren't too bad. So what is better? Because if I'd have told you a year ago that the Steelers would have had the defensive ranking that they finished with, would have had as many sacks as they did, would have created as many turnovers as they did, you'd have thought that Steeler defense improved enough to get them to the Super Bowl. And the truth is, they didn't even come as close to the Super Bowl as they had the year before when their defense wasn't as good. It's the Adam Crowley Show. I'm Rob Rossi. And for Adam, when we come back, Joe Rudder of TribLive.com to discuss... Your Pittsburgh Steelers here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Tweet Adam at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh no, finish your tweet. It's not, that's, just give us a second. There you go. Hashtag it. This is the Adam Crowley Show on 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. Well, I can truthfully say that Adam Crowley has no business playing that song as a lead-in. So, 
Any man that's had his navel pierced. A white blinding navel that would distract the sun. Adam's not in today, which I know all of you will find as a shock, because let's face it, he works so often. I still think he might be in San Diego. One of these days, I'm going to tell Adam to come on the show when I'm hosting. Seeing as the ratings go up anyway, it'd be good for people to hear his voice, right? But today's not that day. Today, instead, you get Rossi Radio, Rob Rossi in, Crowley's out, which means ESPN Pittsburgh gets, let's call it like it is, a significant upgrade. A real-life radio star. A real-life sports personality. A man who, if he's having anything pierced, it isn't his belly button. And I welcome, with transitions not being possible after that, I welcome to the Adam Crowley Show right now, a longtime friend of mine from the Tribune Review family. You know him as Joe Rudder. I know him as Scoot. Josie, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I, when I agreed to be on your uh, disappearance with you, I didn't know I was going to be on with such royalty. Well, you should. You, Joe, you realize that nobody thinks higher of me than me. That's so, true. That um, is true. Can I ask a question before we get into the Steelers? Sure. What does the Scoot nickname, what is the history behind that? <laughs> uh, long, long story short, when I was first born, my father was sick. My, he did not take my mother to the hospital. Um, he was, he had to wait a day or so, so to get there, they wanted to wait for him to be there to name me. So in the meantime, I was not officially named. So my brother who was reading a comic book and there was a character named Scooter in it. And he said, <laughs> I know what we can call the new baby. Yeah, that nickname stuck. Wow. I, I like that. See, I never knew that story. <laughs> Only 20 years of knowing you almost. And I never knew that story. So, and, and if you, and if you're from Greensburg and around the class of 1982, a lot of people know me as that. So Joe Rudder's my guest, Steelers beat writer for the Tribune Review, nicknamed Scoot. My question is, Joe, you got to carry over a nickname. I had a nickname bestowed upon me uh, by somebody whose name I shall not mention, but because my name is Robert, he called me Robes Pierre, which just became Pierre, which became very difficult because I started covering hockey, and guess what? There's a lot of Pierres in hockey. So, like, how did you get to keep your own nickname? I just kind of developed through growing up grade school and, you know, the kids that knew me from Hufftown just wow. kind of kept it going. And, you know, it's just, it just, and then I started using it on emails and things like that for email addresses and, you know, usernames and just kind of, it, it's kind of has never faded away totally. Well, there you know, there you go. And there we show. All right, Joe, let's get into it. I think that the football gods have decided the regular season was so heinously busy and suffocating for the beat writers that they have bestowed upon them the slowest off season that anyone could ask for. Is that really what's going on here? Well, in terms of free agency, yes. yes. I mean, we've gone through the uh, Le'Veon Bell ups and downs over the past month or so. Um, oh, uh, I'm going to miss him this time next year. <laughs> Other than that, though, no, it's the typical Steelers off the or uh, you know beginning the free agency where they sit around and wait for to see where everything shakes out, and then they'll go in and get a, somebody that can they can add to their depth, and then that's probably about it until the draft. And you know they maybe maybe somewhere along the line they uh, maybe pick somebody else up you know, that gets cut loose. Otherwise, they'll just start locking their other player their own players up that are going to be free agents next year. You know, it's kind of the way they operate. Speaking of somewhere along the line, Joe, the NFL has changed. 
I don't exactly know when it was, but it's recent. It used to be you took a team to training camp. You'd find some guys there. And you might have known what maybe 45 of your 53-man roster would be going into camp. But there were always about 10 positions where I don't know if guys could make the team, but they could win spots. Doesn't seem like it's that way in this league anymore. It seems to me like... You know going into your camp who's going to be on this team, what the depth chart's going to be, and that it's basically just a dress rehearsal. Is that the way you view it? Well, well for this team for the last few years, because they've been pretty good, so they know, you know, they know who they have and what they have uh, coming back each year. But, you know, one, one example of a guy who surprised everybody last year was Mike Hilton. I mean, he was really right. unknown until OTAs, and even then he started really opening eyes up, and it, you know, progressed through training camp, but, you know, he, he was a guy who that, you know, nobody I think would have ever thought of this guy being on their roster. So, you know, there's guys like that, that, uh, you know, that they might be able to add in that, you know, might be darling the training camp to make this team, uh, you know, next year. But for the most part, yeah, when you're a good team like this, you should know pretty much who's going to be on your team, who's going to be in what spot. Um, you'll have a few up and downs, but other than that, you know, it's, it's pretty settled. Joe Rudder, my guest here. Uh, follow him at triblive.com. Joe, what's your uh, what's your Twitter handle? Because I, I I've taken a 2018 vow not to know anybody's Twitter handles because I hate Twitter. Well, mine's fairly simple. Trib Joe Rudder. That is simple, and I enjoy that. I hate these <laughs> confounding Twitter names on the Twitter machine. But anyway, uh, Joe, do the Steelers do themselves a disservice by having so little cap room to play with? Because it does seem like the last few years in the NFL, and maybe this is just a circumstantial thing, but I think it's over 50 players already now that have signed one-year deals, which means we're probably looking at a market that's going to be flooded again this time next year. We see some surprise names of good players every year. Do they do themselves a disservice not having a little bit more cap room just to be able to leave themselves some room in case they could get a guy who's willing to take a lot less to join a team that's so successful? Maybe, but they, you know, you could look at last year, and they had a lot more cap room available to them last year. And their biggest name signing was Tyson Alualu, who they got pretty much as the second week went on. And the right. other was, I think, Justin Hunter, and, and then they got Cody Sense. Well, they didn't get big names; they didn't put big dollars out there for these players. I mean, that's just kind of the way they operate. You're not, you know, uh, even if they had more cap room to spend this year, I don't think they would have gone out and made a splash. Yet, because that's just kind of the way they don't really operate that way. They they put the, the money into their players, try to keep them from free agency, and when they do dip into free agency, they just wait it out and get you know the the role players that they want. I mean, yeah, I guess they could have freed up more cap room by restructuring more contracts, but the more you do that, the more the bill becomes due later, and maybe they felt uncomfortable pushing so much money into future seasons against the salary cap that they just figured, you know, that they would just continue to do what they do and, you know, hope it works out again. Joe Rudder, my guest here on the Adam Crowley Show. Adam Crowley, of course, is not in because, let's be honest, he never works. I'm Rob Rossi, in for Adam on ESPN Pittsburgh. We're talking Stillers football uh, because, hey, it's March and why wouldn't we? Joe, uh, more likely to be in Pittsburgh a year from today, Sean Miller or Le'Veon Bell? Um, I would say Sean Miller, and I don't know if that means he'd be the coach of Pitt or whether he would just, uh, you know, be here because he maybe has a house or family back here. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think, unless something just drastically changes by July. Well, what in, could in change, Joe? Like, that's what I don't understand. What, what in this situation changes? Le'Veon Bell has a number in mind. He clearly wants to 
to reset the market. The Steelers can't do that. So what changes? Like this to me seems like most of the relationships I've had in my life. I know it's going to end, so I probably just want to get out of it early because it's not going anywhere. Well, I think the only thing that really could change It's a really depressing is, analogy I just made, Joe, by the way. I was just going to let it go with that and gloss yeah, over it. all right. But um, I think the only thing that possibly changes is either Le'Veon Bell rethinks his number and says, okay, you know, I've pushed this far enough, I'm going to go for the security, drop my demands a little bit. Or while he's training, he somehow hurts himself, not significantly, <laughs> but enough to make him think, I better take the long-term deal. So Steelers Otherwise, fans like Le'Veon Bell are rooting for him to hurt himself while injured, while, while training. <laughs> yeah. Got to love the NFL, man. Got to love it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think it's, you know, it's, it sounds like it's going to play out as last year, the, you know, the one-year tender. And, you know, the next year, I, there's no way they'll franchise him a third straight year. Then he just becomes a free agent, and, you know, they cut their losses. So my question then, if you got one more year of Levy on Bell, you're probably going to use him at the very least the way you've used him before, which is as a workhorse guy. I can't see how it benefits Levy on Bell to not, with every little injury, be a little bit less interested in dealing with some of that stuff because, let's face it, you're looking at a long-term deal from somewhere else. Yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, he's got to know what he's getting into by doing this. and And again for the security of it and, you know, hoping to be able to stay in one place and to, you know, have some longevity, I don't see why you wouldn't want to play here, especially because you've got an offensive line that'll be going into the third full season together. He's not going to take as much punishment as if he went to another place and had to work behind a whole new group of linemen he doesn't know. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why he should stay. Um, the only one really not to stay is chasing as much money as he can and, it, and it's a that's a good reason, though. I like that reason. Yeah. If I'm a player, oh, I know, I know. But uh, you know, I, I, he's not going to go be penniless or poor with whatever the amount the Steelers are offering him. But he needs to, uh, you know. But he's really taking a gamble on a career-ending injury or something, you know, like that that would you know, take a lot of lot of money off the table for him. Joe Rudder, my guest here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Uh, follow him at triplive.com. He's the Steelers beat writer, Joe. A year ago, we wondered if Ben Roethlisberger was going into his last season based off purely Ben Roethlisberger speculating about his career. Now I'm starting to think the guy's never going to quit playing football because why would you when quarterbacks who are 40 are getting the millions of dollars that they are? Uh, when will we see the Steelers seriously entertain the Ben Roethlisberger contract situation? They usually like to do it with one year left. Um, but I guess... Could they help themselves out this year if they did it now? I mean, how how can that work? Well, they, well, they could. They actually they've done it with two years left. Yeah. On, okay. My fault. With Roethlisberger, with Roethlisberger and other quarterbacks, they have done it with two years left. Last time with Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger they did it with one year left. Yeah. Um, I think they're not, and he has two years left now. I think they're going to push that till next off season and deal with it then, um, and add a couple more years on. Okay. But, so it benefits um, them to do that next year as opposed to this year? Because I'm trying to look at their cap situation. They just have so little room. Yeah, I, I don't see how that would really help them out. Um, I mean, he would obviously get a bigger signing bonus. and I, I just think that's maybe a headache they don't want to have to right. deal with and messing their salary structure up for this year. They can wait and take that next year. But, I, I you know, if you're thinking he's going to play two, three years, you know, you, you're not – now you don't really have to look for that quarterback of the future, and definitely in this draft, maybe not even next draft. Uh, maybe you're looking at – 
2020. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that they feel confident enough that he's going to be able to play a couple more years. And again, he has the offensive line. He has an offensive coordinator. He gets along with, I think all the pieces are in place for him, you know, keeping him happy. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's avoided injuries the last year and a half, two years or so, major injuries. And having this line helps that. All right. Non-football question. You were at the, uh, PPG Pace Arena yesterday for the hoops, right? Yes. Uh, are you going tomorrow? Definitely. Okay, so what's the best part of taking in college basketball at that arena? Because you know me, I don't like to go to sporting events unless they're paying me. <laughs> um, I, it's like the atmosphere of seeing all these teams and um, you know, the, the, and the way the fans interact and you know the excitement that these fans generate. Cause Is I it a smart crowd? In... Is it a smart crowd? Do they know what's going on? Yeah, pretty much. I think huh. so. I think so. I and, wouldn't think and, that and, being and, Pittsburghers. Well, and basketball. Was, I'm not saying Pittsburghers are stupid. I mean, I might say that, but in this case, I meant about basketball. Yeah, they they seem to be. Now, I was up in the upper level. I think more of the fans from each school were down. They had pockets mm-hmm. of them in the lower level that they sold. So I wasn't really around them down there. But it seemed to be, you know, a pretty knowledgeable crowd. And I mean, everybody booed Grayson Allen when he came out. So they, you know, oh, everybody was sure. aware that he's, you know, one of the most hated guys in basketball. Right. So, but it was just it was a neat atmosphere to just watch all these different fans come in. And all these different loyalties, and you know, and everybody, you know, from each school getting into it. Even you know, even Radford had its contingency there, and uh, you know, Virginia Tech and Alabama brought their people. So it was, it was kind of neat to see. Chances I can get a ticket tomorrow for free simply by negotiating with somebody who was drunk at the St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh, probably pretty good. All right, so uh, I'll stay away good. then. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Scoot. It's always a pleasure. Anytime, Rob. All right. When we come back here on Adam Crowley's show, I think, are we still calling it Adam Crowley's show? Well, whatever. He doesn't care. Uh, I have guests in the studio. I'll introduce them to you next. ESPN Pittsburgh. I'm Rossi. Proof that anyone can have a sports show. Wow. <laughs> Electric booyah bass right from Jump Street. Adam Crowley. What's up, players? On ESPN Pittsburgh. Adam Crowley, he's not here, probably already drunk on green beer. I'm singing. Why not? All right, it's Rossi. I'm for Adam Crowley, ESPN Pittsburgh. If you want to call, go ahead, 412-922-2874. Though I have to warn you, I don't like you people, so I'm probably not going to put you on the air. Instead, I'm going to put other people on the air, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves right now. Because I like to think of myself as a giver, as somebody who can spot young talent and promote this young talent as friends of mine so that when I grow up and need jobs, they can hire me. It's a truly altruistic thing. So I'm going to introduce the young talent by saying, young talent, speak your names to the people because they should know you anyway. Katie. I'm not Katie, but Katie's yeah, the regular guest. You, you really botched Hi. this one. Okay, so... Ladies first, go ahead. Okay, ladies first. Travis, I work two doors down for Big 1047. I've heard of you. Yeah. We You're work, uglier in we, person we work, than I We worked together, Mr. We did. Rossi. We did. So that's how it works out. You're yeah. one of my favorite employees I ever worked with at the company at the Trib. That makes me... You worked, you worked a lot of years at the Trib. I did. I was there for, what, uh, 17, 16 years? I guess. I was a wee little tyke, and now I'm just a big I'm work- fat slob. I'm working on a one-year anniversary. They you have, are. They never gave me a, uh, a cake or anything. And, no plaque. You know what? I've never been given a cake in many places I've left. <laughs> but uh, And Katie, uh, yeah, I, I knew uh, your brother. You did. Who I thought was your boyfriend. No, he's not. Yes. 
I am Katie O. I'm from <laughs> Big 1047 and 1059 X. I frequent the Adam Crowley. I'm not supposed to, but I do. And I've been Don't promoting you for a while now as somebody who's an up and coming talent. Yeah, I but this is the that. first time we've met. Rob, I engineered for you once. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, well, this is awkward. Right. When was that? Dang. Carson City Saloon, Bud Light Happy Hour. Oh. Best hour of the week. Was I drinking back then? I don't know. It was a year ago. Oh. Well, then we'll just go with the less awkward approach that I've never met Katie before now. Let's. But, let's. But nice to meet you. You're, Me you're now You're now a big-time star, right? I, we don't know. I don't know. She's huge. You don't know? That's not for me to decide. Well, you, you've risen to the ranks of what? Uh, middays. Middays. Yes. That's big. People listen Literally, to the radio midday. It's not like you're late in the afternoon on an AM station that nobody's hearing. That's true. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> this is ESPN Pittsburgh. I'm Rob Rossi. <laughs> They can listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's uh, not just 970. That's we're true. About. Streaming that's live. True. I, people listening I've in any had, country right I've now. had four or five people in the last 24 hours tell me they heard me. But that was also because I was speaking too loud at the facility that I was at yesterday. <laughs> so. um, now, Travis, what's, what station are you on? I'm on 1047 as yes. well. You can, and, 7 to midnight every, every night. Right. And I ask this because you're both fans of country music? Yeah. It's a great are, industry. I know you are. Are you really? It grew on me. It grew on you. Yeah. I like older country. I'm not a fan of the newer country. We hear that so frequently, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But I feel like the older country that I'm talking about is actually older country, not like I'm not talking Garth Brooks. I'm talking like Waylon Jennings. Sure. Yeah, that is older. Or like, that's old. Okay, oh, yeah. that's oh, I don't know. I'm not I would Merle, say it's Merle Haggard. Lingo is. Like yes. Merle Haggard. Traditional yes. country, I would say. I liked it when you really like when they killed their loved ones and, you know, sang to their cats. Or am I getting Dogs. that wrong? Trucks. It's maybe trucks. they killed their dogs and sang to their loved ones. <laughs> you know, maybe I don't listen to as much old country as I think. No. Uh, the reason I wanted to have you two on is you're both young. How old are you, Travis? I'm t- I'll be 24 here in a short couple of uh, weeks. Oh, wow. I'm getting pretty old, brittle bones. Yeah. Starting yeah. off. You are apart. a 70-year-old man and a 24-year-old. It's because I hang out with you. That's, That's true. everyone told me. And Katie, how old are you? I'm 24. You're both 24, so you're young. And this is my least favorite time of the year because... First of all, I'm colorblind. I I am 25% Irish, so I can claim this holiday. Go like, ahead. it's part of me. But I do not like the color green, because I can't see it. I do not like Pittsburghers, and I especially dislike Pittsburghers who drink. You're going to hate tomorrow. I am going to sit in my house tomorrow and hide. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious that Rob's wearing green and he lives in Pittsburgh. You're, you're wearing, he yeah. was, He's like, yeah. I hate green. I, I he's wearing this, a, a I green sweatshirt. I wear this sweater on the Friday before the St. Patrick's Day parade okay. every year. He hates Pittsburghers. Is lives in, in Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, is that in boycott of tomorrow? You wear it the day before? No, just... I am Irish. That's why I do it. And I'm not going to go outside on St. Patrick's Day because I don't know where these people are going to end up. I used to work when I covered the penguins. I'd leave an arena to the wafting smell of puke. Yes, you know, vomit and urine everywhere. I it's it's like that uh, Kenny Chesney concert, only cold. Oh, God. You oh. just walk around town and see it. You know, the dismembered people. And the truth is, people just ignore. There's all that mess after the Kenny Chesney shows, and we always right. get a million tweets. Country fans don't know how to act. If you go out to North Shore after any Steeler game, it's the exact same. I don't think country fans don't know how to act. Well, that's what they, every year they have these big tailgates, and there's two big country shows on North Shore this year, but they just blame it on a music crowd. Who's the second? Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan and Sam Oh, Hunt. you know what? My mom asked me to get her tickets for Luke Bryan, which means my mom's cooler than me, I think, probably. Definitely. But, but I recommend got, that she act now. I, I got her tickets. Oh, I, I pulled some nice strings. I got her some tickets. Oh, but, wow. Um, he knew a guy. I think I have to go to the show with her, so what am I getting into? Country music. It's not but, bad. But, like, what? 
A like, Kenny crowd. The crowd. It's a Kenny crowd. Oh yeah. It's gonna right, be a whole gonna bunch. It's gonna be a whole bunch of. Uh, no, I'm not dealing with that. I love my mom, but I can't. Drinking I can't. way too much. Taking if, a lot of videos of them jumping off of things or making a whole bunch of uh, crazy uh, relationship all right. choices. I don't know. Speaking of relationship choices, Travis, what is yours these days? You know, I'm just a guy working a lot. A Katie, lot why hours. can't we find him a girlfriend? Hey, I don't, I've I've tried. Me yeah. and Katie, me and Katie often talk you about and Katie? how much. I've been pushing for you and Katie. So we get this that. is what I've been saying. No. Follow them on the Instagram machine. I've been pushing for you and Katie. You're <laughs> like my you're like my Ross and Rachel. They'll be like, yes, yeah, so you guys like on the same <laughs> station. So like, you guys, and I'm like, no, no, not at all, not it's at all. It's the conspiracy no, I just, in this building. I just thought it was because she's a woman that you know. Well, that too. You don't know many women. He doesn't talk to many women. Yes, he does. That's not true. He does. See, I know a different Travis these, than you do. These, uh, well, this is the story that I know. Oh. These, these ladies that are in Travis's life see him on, as you call it, the Instagram machine. The Instagram machine, and they see him with artists and whatnot, just quite literally doing what our job is. He is, and they they say to him like, "Oh, like you must be with so many girls. Like you don't have time for me." And he's like, "I'm yep. sorry, who told you that?" I'm like, "Hi, oh, I sit in the studio till like eleven o'clock at night, twelve o'clock at night by myself." Now you're both single. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is St. Patrick's Day weekend for the kids? Is that a bad time to be single? Because I'd imagine like it's the drugs of the earth. I'm sorry. There's never a bad time to be single. I'll say that's that. Right that's now. never a bad time. You two are both so cynical for 24. What do you mean cynical? You save a lot of money. It's never, never a bad, bad I mean, time to be single. You save a lot of money when you're single too. Well, that's a... because you buy things for people. I. That's why. Aren't you supposed to buy stuff for significant others? Dude, others? I'm, I'm going to be 40 in May, and I'm unmarried. Happy so, I mean, birthday. Let's, let's, not, let's not pretend I know what I'm talking about. But I would think, when I was younger, I hated, I hated being single around St. Patrick's Day because if you would meet people out, it would become the couple's people and then the single's people. And either way, it was a lousy time because the couple's people would want to get home, mm -hmm. and the single's people would want to stay out and to drink. And really, I just wanted some, like, corned beef and hash. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it depends on who you're with. I mean, really? if, if a lot of my friends are single, too. So okay. we usually all have the same mindset and turn, we're on the same page. But you don't as, go out for St. Patrick's Day. Um, well, we're in the parade tomorrow. You're so in the parade. We have to oh, be here at cool. 745 in the morning. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. It is cool. It yeah. is cool. And um, what, so what do you get to do in the parade? Do you, like, pushing the car? We're we're in the bed of the the big one oh four seven truck and we're throwing bags of chips at people. You get to be in the bed of a truck in frigid temperatures throwing things at people. It's just it's a blessing is really what it is. No, it'll be fun. It's a lot of fun. What are you throwing at them? Can't we have candy, we have uh oh, that's, chips. chips. That's disappointing. Like, that's uh, my promotions. phone number, my phone number, that'd be a good one. Uh, I don't think this is the type of crowd you want. Travis. No, definitely you're right. Katie, what do you think we need to sell when we're selling Travis to the to the Miss Pretties out there? Well he um, He likes hats. He does like hats. He also um He's a hockey fan. He likes certain um sports websites, blogs, I don't know. They have names like, I don't know, PFT Commenter, <laughs> Big Cat. What's that company called again? She always rags on me because I like uh Barstool Sports. He oh, loves that's right. It. You know, I think I ragged on you for that too. Everybody does. Yeah. It's a conversation. It, I think what we're it. trying to say, Travis, is you don't have any taste and we need to help you with that man we so we have a podcast uh travis and i are on a podcast oh. with adam crowley's producer tom okay and the producer of the dve morning show joe who was oh. adam's previous 
I've never been invited on this Which, podcast. We're, we're the young regime. We're pretty much here to take everybody's jobs and money. That's we're good. gunning for yeah. it. Yeah. Picked a great time, too, since they're bankrupt. Well, so, so Travis... Travis is, a score on that one, people! <laughs> Travis is known as the... Nicknamed as the uncultured swine of the Young Jocks podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> pretty much... I left is, too soon. We, this is good dirt. We get we get on the podcast every week, and they just make, mon- make fun of me for like an hour. That's not... Really? That is not true. The, yeah, they'll just be like, uh, here's the things that we like that Travis doesn't like because he's the worst. Can I come on this podcast Absolutely. one day and make fun Absolutely. of him for an hour? But no. it's not just the stuff you make. It's not just dating situations. It's like, Well, no, I'd make fun of you for other situations. Ranch dressing's not good. That's not apparently not a popular opinion. You, you're indecisive. I am indecisive. You have, grow poor facial hair. I don't. Yeah, I don't have. This a good is not. Beard. This is not the rag on Travis. This is, this, this is. Well, your facial hair is a little better than his. Is all I'm saying. I, Upwards of five people can hear this right now. Yes, and they're thinking. All right, so wow. let me ask you this about Adam Crowley. Because, okay. Because um, why does he never work? How does he get away with this? Uh, that I don't know. Like the guy's off more than like. Michael Bay with the Transformer he, movies. He like, just he's... finished remodeling his kitchen. He was off for a week. And uh, I don't know. You go to the great sports debate. You ha- you do an okay job. And the guy takes off two days. Like, I don't know. I will. Adam does I've a good never job, had this much work since filling in for Adam. I can respect him taking. I guarantee he took today off for the West Virginia game. That's smart. That's I can true. appreciate that. But I will say that as much as I like Adam and I support all of his work, Stan... Savern pretty much owned him during the sports debate oh, with time. one. Well, I mean, Stan's a hundred, but Stan's a legend. And a hundred. I mean, when you have that many years, you should own people. I Here's... believe the comment was, "You're not even the nephew. I'm the godfather." Wow, yes. excellent. Yeah. So Stan now, still wins. That said, Stan's never had his navel pierced. No, that's true. Not Adam took it like either. a champ, like a champ. Because back then it was just all about your actual opinions that matter. Now Adam's got to do the gimmicks, which, I mean, it's working for him. I just feel like on a medium that's for audio, having your navel pierced seems like an unnecessary risk to take. And well, then he had, he had the, didn't you cover his face in lipstick once after a lost bet? I, had a whole I bunch painted of, his face to be Darth Maul. I also dyed his hair purple. Um, didn't he have like a big, a bad face reaction or something? Didn't he, he get like... Maybe the reason Adam doesn't come to work is you... Katie. He asked me to do these things. Really? Yes. See, to your left, Rob, there is a wheel of doom that we made in, I don't know, the like September or October for punishments, accountability on the Crowley Show, Year of Excellence, yada, yada, yada. All right, so I want to play the wheel of doom, but you're going to do one of these to Travis. No, so... <laughs> no, no, we, no, we've... I've decided. It's my show today. We're going to do this. I'm explaining something to you. Well, can you so... explain it quickly? Because I otherwise have to keep you guys for one more segment. We made a list of punishments, yet Adam makes... Other punishments, like, hey, dye my hair purple as a punishment, whereas we already had ones that are less severe than that. All right, so I'm keeping you two hostage for one more segment. We're going to open up the top of the, what are we coming up, 6 o'clock hour? When we come back, we're going to do, I'm going to make a wheel of doom right now. I'm going to make my own wheel of doom, and it'll be stuff done to you based off of Katie, and it's going to be, I'm going to pit you two against each other, the best of three series. No sports talk in this sports show? There will be one sports question, one pop culture question, and one question that's a Rossi wild card. How's that? Okay. Fair enough. All right. When we come back, we'll get into those hard-hitting questions. Because let's face it, you're listening to this show or you're watching basketball, but you're not doing both. So I can do whatever I want right now. I could sing an opening lyric right now. What's a good lyric from Luke? Luke Bryan, is that what his name is? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep away from that one for now. I really don't know who he is. It's it's a it's a sad state. Uh, he makes opinion. a lot of money and he's worth a lot of money. I like the guy that's a West Virginia fan. What's his name? Brad Paisley. Yeah, he's him. A huge I like West him. Virginia guy. Yeah, and he didn't go there. He's from there. He's from there, but he didn't go there. That's not good enough. 
All right. When we come back, more of KDO and what's your name? Mike, Travis, John, Tyler. George. I'm Rossi. <laughs> this is the Adam Crowley Show. We'll be back at ESPN Radio.